Hello, welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, he's the son of man and god and lion. It's... It's me, Jeremy. Michael, is that from an Ultra Bridge song? No, it's from a Big Dumb Face song. Uh, okay, why did Big Dumb Face come up? Was, um, that, that, was that Wes Borland's other band that wasn't Limp Biscuit? Yes. Okay, I, I'm uh, kind of embarrassed that I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, mostly all these lyric-related intros come from songs that pop up in my head in the middle of the week, and then I'm like, I wonder what Jeremy would think about that. And Did you listen to Big Dumb Face back in the day? I don't even think Limp Biscuit fans listen to Big Dumb Face. No. I think they were kind of a more of a geeky band. Um, I did listen to Duke Lion. Okay. And they had another song that I won't mention here. Oh, Foul Mouth, Perverted. Yes. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We keep it clean around here. Yes. They're more humorous than their taking self seriously cousin band, I guess. Big Brother? I don't know. Yeah. The side projects never really seem to take off. Well, no, that's not true. There's got... Uh, Oysterhead was popular. <laughs> you know what? I was actually considering doing an Oysterhead reference this week, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess technically Foo Fighters is a side project. Were they in existence before the end of Nirvana? Kind of. He had some of the songs from the first album. So technically a side project. Uh, I mean, the project there's, was there's, underway. There's Temple of the Dog, which was definitely a side project. <laughs> Velvet Revolver, which was, I think that was just one of those ill-fated supergroups. Yeah, it's, then you get supergroup and you get side project, you know. Supergroup is not a side project. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. NME.com is trying to tell me that Sparta is an at-the-drive-it spinoff. That's not real because they were broken up. Right. So that, that doesn't count. That's a different it's, band. Yeah, it's kind of like Alter Bridge. <laughs> yeah, and they bring it all back home. Huh? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that was before mm-hmm. the show discussion. I was going to ask you about 120 minutes. and uh, No, that's fair. I like 120 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Because um, I think we have to talk about beer. We do have to talk about beer. And we also have a, another big topic coming up in the middle I, of the I show. I guess we do. So, Jeremy, do you have a beer brag? I do. So, Michael, this past weekend, I took a trip with one of my many growlers, which I had recently remembered existed, out to Reunion Brewing, our good friends in Coralville. Now, we had Juice Factory on the show, correct? Or did we just yeah. have that in by ourselves? No, we had, uh, wait, we might have had Tank Puncher we on the show. We had Tank Puncher on the show, that's correct. And, uh, uh, yeah, not Juice Factory, though. Well, no. Did we have it on the brewery blowout, though? I think we did. I, I, I think, think we, we did, might yes. be getting them backwards, but I'm pretty sure we've had it because it is the one with the logo of uh, uh, still getting your juice the old-fashioned way. That Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy-esque. Uh-huh. Yeah. With a Simpsons joke on the front. Or Homer, it's, it's one of those weird opening segments where it has nothing to do with the episode and Homer's watching an infomercial with Troy McClure. Okay. And it shows him grinding an orange against his head. And says, still getting your juicy oh, yeah. old-fashioned way. Okay, yeah. And then they cut to Homer, and he's doing the exact same thing. What's the one where the guy unabashedly like, puts a lemon in his mouth and to mock somebody or to show off? Is That's that the a one, Shelbyville thing? It is the one. It's the one from the Shelbyvillians, Steal the Lemon Tree. He's just like, now if you'll pardon me, I'm going to have a nice uh, sweet lemon here. And he takes a big, giant bite out of an unpeeled lemon, I might add. And just immediately grimaces like he has a <laughs> yeah. mouthful of warheads. Yeah. 
Anyway. But yeah. Reunion Brewing. Oh yeah, that's where we were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said it was coming back to tap on the menu, but I have never heard of it before. <gasps> but they had Cosmic Creamsicle Juice Factory. Okay, so this takes it up a level. It did. So it was Juice Factory with orange rinds and vanilla. Oh, ooh, and, vanilla, okay. And my God, that was fantastic. That was one of the best beers I had in a really long time. It just it just got all the uh, levels of everything correct. Hit the yeah. orange just right. Hit the vanilla just right without becoming overpowering. The hops mm. were still present. The malt was still there. It it just all worked, and it made me extremely happy. So if you can check that out and you're in Iowa City, I would highly recommend doing so. Would you give the chef fingers kiss? Absolutely. I oh, also man. believe I gave it four and a half stars on Untapped, but I can't really be bothered to take the five seconds to look it up. <laughs> well, we'll trust your memory. That's a fool's errand, Mike. You really <laughs> shouldn't do that. What about you, Michael? What do you yeah, got Yeah, hearkening back to when I had a bevy of dark beers. I, I think I might have bragged about this one before, but I had it again. It's worth bragging about again, and it fits in with the theme of our episodes at this time. Dark Something Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout by Wisconsin Brewing Company. Uh, Is this the one where they whip the uh, the barrels or something? <laughs> the, you're probably thinking of the um, stone... God, what is it? Where they drop a bunch of hot stones into it? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, what is that called? I can't... Stones... Stone... I can't remember. Something it's about hot stones or something. <laughs> um, hot, hot, hot! Which we think they botched this year, too. Oh, yeah. Because we, we haven't think. seen it come out. So, anyway, this is like one of those pitch black pours, and... Prior to this, I was drinking a lot of barrel-aged beers, and, you know, it was really getting kind of barrel-intenser for a while, and then this one just cranked up the roasted malt, so you had this intense roasted malt flavor right alongside this nice barrel flavor, but the barrel was more complimentary just because the malts, the roast flavor just edged out, just edged it out, and it was really, like, chewy. There was a lot of body to it, just to sink your teeth into a lot of flavors, a lot of depth. Oh, that's what it's called. The uh, the one with the stones is called Depth Charge. Um, <laughs> I just reminded myself by saying depth. <laughs> but yeah, th- this one, yeah, just really deep, rich roast flavor. And then you're, you kind of seek out the barrel more so than let the barrel seek out you just because it's it has so much roast on it. So very dark beer for a very dark time of year. Good work. I'm glad you uh, had a good time with this beer, Michael. <laughs> yes. Because Lord knows you don't always like the the heavy, super boozy beers. Yes, that's true. Now, Jeremy, there's another time of year going on, too. Flu season. <laughs> flu season, yes. Let's talk about flu. No, it's awards season. It is. It's the one time of year where I can get away with watching a ton of movies and not feeling super guilty about it. <laughs> yes. Well... One of two times. I can also do that around Halloween. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your marathon's in there. Yeah. Got the um, other... Got the... Uh, we got another marathon coming up on this Saturday. Going to see some of these nominees? Indeed, I am, Michael. Uh, so I've seen most of them. And as I know we've spoken about on the show before, the theater chain here in town does a best picture marathon that I've gone to for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. six of the nine best picture nominees. They're all pretty good I, so far. I haven't had any real, like, biffs, whiffs, or boners or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, should we... Let's go through 
I mean, at least the best picture category. And let's get your take. Mm-hmm. Let's make officially make this Jeremy on the Isle, aka Hooks Looks. Get your take of who you want to win, but then who you think will win, kind of factoring, uh, you know, the buzz, the mm-hmm. political climate. I mean, political mean politics between producers and you know. The other kind of politics is also... Well, yeah, that can also factor in, too, <laughs> um, with some of these. But, yeah, just taking like the whole, like a more holistic look at it, who you think will win. And then any... any Why is this in here? Although it sounds like you weren't as disappointed in some well, films as you were last year. And I should add, we're actually on time this year. This will come out before the nominees, or the, the awards. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, last year I was mad. I'm looking at my Letterboxd account. Was that the one with the Hacksaw Ridge? That that was the year before. before. So should we start with the... I mean, let's at least do the best picture category. Let's do that and get Hook's take Mm -hmm. on these. I believe this is in no particular order. Maybe alphabetical, actually. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari. That is one of the three that I have not seen, and it is also missing from the marathon. So I may try to find some time to go see it in the next 10 days or so. I don't, I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it, but I think it's about the 1966 Le Mans. Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems kind of a oddball one in there to me. I, I don't know. It does, but the director also did, uh, I think he did Logan, which was pretty good. Okay. Next, The Irishman. I'm glad I saw it in a theater. Yeah, I mean, because this was uh, Netflix put in the theater, then pretty much shortly thereafter put it right on their streaming service, right? Is that how they did it? Because in order to be nominated, it has to be in the theater. That is correct. Yes. Um, the way that they do these things, that gets everyone all bent out of shape, which is why it's not going to be shown at the, uh, the Best Picture Marathon on either weekend, mm. is because a lot of the movie chains will be like, we have to have at least a 60-day window because before it goes to streaming or home video. Otherwise people will think it's like why would i go see it in the theater when i can just sit at home and watch it right and i'll tell you why you go to see it in the theater yes because <laughs> the movie's three and a half hours long and if you <laughs> have distractions you are screwed because <laughs> it's very very good the middle is a little flabby i've seen much hooing and hawing about al pacino hooing and hawing about uh <laughs> jimmy hoffa in that movie but i didn't bother me i thought it was I thought it worked okay with the character hooing and hawing his way to be like a bigger man than he actually was. Hmm. Some of the much ballyhooed de-aging. Yeah. It, it it looked fine. Okay. I could never... I mean, re- yeah, to me it looked a little uncanny valley, but... I've heard that from a lot of people, but I didn't notice it. The only time I was thrown off is there's a scene where Robert De Niro's like 30, 40, so he's, you know, roughly our age, and he goes to the store and beats this store owner that offended his daughter or did whatever mm-hmm. to it. He's 30 years old, but he moves like a 70-year-old. <laughs> and it's very, Cause very... Because he is. And it's yeah. extremely weird. <laughs> but, but other than that, that was, that was really the only time I thought it looked really, really weird because I okay. guess I don't know what they look like in real life now because, like, he... Pacino and Joe Pesci are the big three. Yeah. In any case, it's a solid movie. I think it's him trying to reconcile with being old and about to die and how no matter what you do matters to about anything, it only matters to what it matters to you. Except I've said the word matters far too many times. 
<laughs> but I liked yeah. it quite a bit. I don't think it's going to win because of the Netflix factor. Uh, the politics, yes. Next one, I you know, I know you like this one, Jojo Rabbit. I did like Jojo Rabbit quite a bit. Should we assume that people know what Jojo Rabbit is about? Yeah, I'll give them a couple lines about it, I guess. A small boy in, I think it's like 1943, 4, Germany. Uh, he's a fanatical Hitler youth, and his mom is not a fanatical Nazi. Uh, he's also not, you know, the blue-eyed, blonde-haired specimen of the Hitler youth, and he gets bullied by all the other boys in the, the Hitler youth. And he deals with his his bullying problem and his father being gone with his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler, as played by Taika Waititi, who is also the director and the rock monster in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is this is a comedy, right? Would you say? Yeah, okay. I would say that. Um, there's some extremely dark moments in there, as you might imagine. Right. But it's it's very well done. I hope that in a couple of years the movie seems gauche, but right now I think it its message of "Hey, man, don't be a fan," uh, you know, like a fanatic, is probably a good thing to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was very funny, but if some people thought, you know, maybe don't Wes Anderson the Holocaust, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, Joker. Wife of the show does not want to see that one. Uh, yeah. Admittedly, I've not seen it, but I've heard it is, so I, you know, this is a passed down opinion. I've heard it was uh-huh. kind of uh, paint by numbers as far as the plot, but the extraordinary acting in it makes up for some of that kind of yeah over the headedness of the how the plot progresses i would agree um i think too much was made of it before it came out for anyone including myself to have uh untainted opinion about it yes um for those not initiated there was a lot of hand wringing about whether or not it was going to bring you know, another Aurora-style shooting off because, oh, it's the Joker. He's so dark and twisted. They were made, And there was all this crap about how it was like, oh, he's an incel, and they're, they're uh, portraying him in a good light. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what happens at yeah. all. That's not why. He's, he's very... He's not portrayed in a good light, and I think any time where that can be argued is he's probably hallucinating. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of hallucinating in this movie, and I... I suspect about the last, the last big thing that happens in the movie. I suspect is a hallucination. Oh, I'm gonna, okay. I want to check. I, they make it very clear early on in the movie that he is capable of hallucinating things. Okay. And that he doesn't know that it's happening, and so I'm going to pay attention this second go around, mm. and I, I am going to try and keep my eye on that. Okay. Because if that's the case, then it's a little bit slyer than it's getting credit for. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I can see that. Because I think I know what you're talking about. The climax. The king of comedy moment. We'll Exa- say. Yes, exactly. Next film? Mm-hmm. Little Women. I haven't seen it. That's one of them that's coming up. Okay. Um, I've never seen the 94 version. I've never read the book. I'm, you know, giving it a shot because it's Greta Gerwig. And Lady Bird was really, really good. Mmm... So kind of to be determined for you. To be determined. I can't imagine that it's going to suck. There's a <laughs> right. It's it's entirely possible that it, you know, might not be my cup of tea, but I am willing to go in there with an open mind because be, yeah. Well, I have no reason to not. Oh yeah. 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 Um next, 
marriage story. So I dreaded watching this movie. Based on what it looks like, it seems it could be painful. In fits and spurts, it's painful. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, it's not nearly as depressing as a movie about the end of a marriage seems. I I think this one is actually really, really good. And no one was more surprised than me because I don't really need to see a movie about divorce four months into a marriage. (laughs) Right, yeah. But Uh, it's... It's it's the dissolution of a marriage and all the nasty crap that happens with it. it takes place over the course of about a year. But you get two, and maybe this comes up later, a tour de force from the leads, right? I don't know. I don't know if I mean they're very good. I don't okay. know how it goes that <laughs> just, far. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, no, it's it's fair. I I know what you mean, and it's it's just one of those words that people throw around with no real <laughs> reasoning. Yes, like I just did. It's it's fine when you do it because you're not paid to give out your <laughs> right, opinions yeah. on these things or write articles about them. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the movies this year, I think this was had a little bit of subtext going on because there's always these you know think pieces and articles that come around about a movie reflecting the country about an event that happened like a month ago. Yeah. And without realizing that you know the movies take like two years to produce, if not and more, to make. Right, and yeah. <laughs> Um, this movie I thought was more about sticking together to overcome your differences to fight for the common good. Mm. In this in this case, it's their child. Sure, yes. But, I mean, you can sort of extrapolate, as you will. Acting's really good. It's surprisingly funny. Oh. But, but yeah, um, if you, if you like, uh, air quotes, adult movies, that sounds terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if you like mature movies yeah it tackle adult themes it's very good yeah okay and I did not expect to like it but here we are okay next 1917 another one I haven't seen ooh World War One. WW1 as it's they true. say the Great War indeed so, so you're looking forward to this one Jeremy kind of kind of I'm a little afeard it's gonna be more of a uh, stunt with the one take thing. Oh, it's a one take thing? Apparently. Ooh, wow. Interesting. Which is fascinating, don't get me wrong. Right, but, yeah. But, you know, uh, so was Birdman, like, four or five years ago. <laughs> it needs to service the yeah. movie well, not just... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm sure it's fine. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite, but I once again, I go in with an open mind. Uh, Next up... And I think you like this one too, Jeremy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is my favorite movie of the year, Michael. I just watched it for a second time the other night. Ah. Uh, it's it seemed more well, even more well crafted the second time around. There's a lot of uh, whaying about this movie too when it came out. But God, it's just so rewatchable. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is a fading television star that never really broke through into movies and takes place at the end of the '60s. His star is fading. His best friend slash employee, his stunt double, is Brad Pitt and hangs around with him all the time. I think this one's about, you know, trying to make peace with passing of the torch. Mm, and very detail-oriented. A filmmaker's film. I, I, I think a lot of people are misread the ending. Do you know what happens at the end of this movie, Michael? I do know what happens at the okay, end. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say what happens, but... Uh, Similar to another one of Tarantino's... I, I just... It's just the characters I like spending time with. Every so often there'll be a movie that I could just put on and watch 
Not necessarily because it's the best, although this one is very, very good. But it's it just hit the sweet spot, and I loved it. Still my favorite. I need to see an, another certain movie for a second time before I can uh, officially hammer that one down. With the Joker? Yes, Michael, the Joker. Okay. okay. I know you're being coy. I couldn't tell if you Well, were... we haven't talked about the last one. Oh, yeah, well, another one that you like, too. Yeah. Parasite. Parasite. It's it's so good. It's uh, Bong Joon-ho, he of Snowpiercer and The Host. Two very good sort of elevated grindhouse movies, I guess you could call them. Mm-hmm. Movies about a family of scammers, ne'er-do-wells, whatever you want to call them. They ingratiate themselves into a super-rich family's house. And I can't say any more than that. Okay, yeah, and it goes it goes from there, we'll say. Yeah. Um, it's insanely well-made. It's funny. It's extremely dark satire. It's pretty unnerving. It's several times. Uh-huh. And but actually it, uh, funny at points, too, right? It's extru- The first half is basically a screwball comedy. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like a, like a His Girl Friday sort of thing. And then eventually it... Uh, Something happens. And unravels, you find, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you find something out that shall remain anonymous, or unsaid by me, anyways. I'm sure you can go on Wikipedia and find it if you want. But something happens, and it puts everything else you've seen in a different light, which is why I need to see it again. Yeah, knowing the ending and kind of watching from there. Just, just knowing that turn that it takes. Yeah. Just be like, oh, snap, it's all there at the beginning. That won the uh, Cannes Film Festival thing that I can't remember what it's called. You mean the Palm Knob? <laughs> knob? Is oh, that sorry. What it is? The, the, the Palm Door. My door. bad. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it did win the Palm Door, and rightfully so. It's extremely good. I, I loved it, and I need to see it again, because his movies always get better on a second viewing, because there's always something weird that happens in there that kind of changes what you see. It's weird when unpredictability is a trope. But it always works because it's always unpredict- like legitimately <laughs> unpredictable. It, which is somehow not a trope. You know, it's, how can something unpredictable be a trope? But it is. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, uh, yeah, just, just go see this one. Jeremy, okay, so as we said at the beginning, what do you want to win and what do you think will win? I want either Parasite or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win. Mm-hmm. Because I think they are the movies that will be most remembered from mm. this time. I can see that. I think Joker's Joker will also be remembered from this time just because it's going to be played on TNT until the end of time. <laughs> yeah, right. For a different reason. It maybe, really yeah. is. And, you know, it's a good movie. I Like I said, it's been getting a lot of hate for reasons that have nothing to do with the movie. And it's also getting praised for a lot of reasons that don't have to do with the movie. So it's... Yeah. yeah. So what's the prediction for the winner, though? I think it's probably going to be 1917. Okay. A nice safe movie that is still well done and still, still a, well a technical marvel yeah. and it's I I best picture always kind of it never hits like the English patient one best picture you know and like what Shakespeare in Love is another yeah, one. Yeah, like if you look at and if you look at the other films in those years it's like why why didn't that that one win? So Forrest Gump over Pulp Fiction. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Let's take a friggin' green book. Oh, God, I just oh, yeah, got right. mad at that again. You gnashed your teeth about that for a while. Oh, that was God. last year, wasn't it? <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. Shape of Water was good. Moonlight was good. Spotlight was good. Yeah, and so on. The last time they really nailed it was 
2010, in my opinion. And that was? The Hurt Locker. Oh, okay. But and I, I, th- I think 1917 will win. Okay. I want Parasite or Once Upon a Time, if you put a gun to my head, Parasite, just because it'd be cool to see a South Korean movie win. Yeah, yeah that'd be, yeah. That'd be sweet. I want that man to have whatever, as much money as he can get to do whatever weird kind of crap he does in the future. That's a good reason, too. So, yeah, this will come out the Tuesday before the Oscars. So maybe a couple weeks after this episode drops, we'll take a look back and see um, sure. how it goes. But let's let's briefly look at a, three more categories here. Sure. And uh, I think for a lot of these, we already talked about the movie. But if you have mm-hmm. anything to add, feel free to do so. Again, your pick and what your prediction is. So for director, kind of the next most prestigious category we have scorsese for the irishman todd phillips for the joker he made old school i'd just like to point that yeah, out. yeah that baffling. <laughs> yes it's baffling he made he did a good job comedies and now he's <laughs> uh nominated for best director yeah um sam mendez for 1917 tarantino for once upon a time in hollywood does he take it finally I don't yes. know how many times he's been nominated, but... A, a few. A few. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Uh, I, I think Tarantino can and should and will. Okay. Sam Mendes is the uh, the dark horse in this one. Okay. So double down on Tarantino for what you want to see and what you think will win. Okay. I, I think this is going to be a Martin Scorsese and The Departed situation where he technically should have won for a different movie, but... Kind of a retroactive... M. As a side note, I think he's also going to win Best Original Screenplay. Next. Uh, next, let's go to Best Actor, where we do have some <laughs> different ones in here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. And Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Uh, so yeah, we didn't talk about two of those movies. I don't know if you have anything to add about those or if you. I haven't seen, seen those movies. Okay, Banderas I think will not win because it's in Spanish. Mm, biases. Which is un- unfortunate, but it is biases. Uh, by all accounts, he's really, really good in it. But I, I just didn't have the time to see that one. It did play here though. Uh, the two popes is it just I don't need to see uh, the two popes sitting there talking about God. It's yeah. just not my bag. Um, so. Who do you want? Yeah, and the, the, remaining, the remaining three are very, very good. I think I have a prediction, but... Oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. Yes, and I think that will be the primary... I don't think the Joker will take any many other categories. It has the most know. nominations with 11. It does. But as far as like the big gravitas categories, I think this one is what they're going to give... Because I don't think it'll be picture or director, but I, I think you have to give it up for actor. Dumber things have happened, Michael. <laughs> yes, true. So that's your prediction. Is it also your pick, though? Your, I'd your be, fave? I'd, honestly, I'd be fine with any of the other three. Okay. Adam Driver's really, really good. And Leo DiCaprio, is he's great. He can. I want to see him and uh, all of our greatest directors just working together till the end of time. Cause if you would have told me that the guy in Titanic would be like one of my right. favorite actors... That's yeah, such a funny origin. I know yeah. he goes before even that, but the heart throb to like this actor's actor who absolutely dedicated to the craft. Yeah, Brad Brad Pitt's going to win supporting actor. I'm calling it here. Okay. Next, 
actress. This will be the last one. And this one it gets a little more uh, variety in here oh, compared boy. to the movies we talked about. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you haven't seen all these, but um, just take, <laughs> I have not. Take take a pick. Um, Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Sarah Shaw? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Sarah Shaw Ronan. She's Irish. Ah. Uh, in Little Women. Uh, Charlize <laughs> Theron <laughs> in Bombshell. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that. Oh, the that. next one? <laughs> yeah. No, no, the Bombshell one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Renee, yeah. yeah. Renee Zellweger in Judy as Judy Garland. I didn't even know that was a movie. So I've only seen Marriage Story out of these ones, and okay. I will be seeing Little Women. Little Women, to be determined. I saw a trailer for Harriet like three times. Everything about it looks like it's well done and well acted. I One of my most trusted movie podcast film spotting uh, referred to Charlize Theron's performance in Bombshell as a Saturday Night Live impersonation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't need to see an apolitical take on the Fox News sex scandals. Yeah. And I would like to see Judy. I have been thinking about finding out which Judy Garland biography is the best because I like those old Hollywood biographies. So I will watch that, but uh, my guess is, God, I don't even know. Uh, Renee Zellweger has been getting a lot of awards, so I think she's going to win it. So that's your kind of prediction based on yeah hearsay more than anything. Okay, thank you. We'll lock those in. We'll put them yep. in an envelope and open the envelope after the envelopes are opened. And we're going to watch the Oscars in a movie theater this year. I'm excited. Oh, that's kind of a neat setting for that. I, I know, right? Oh, you have to let, let us know how that goes after we uh, look at these winners. Um, but I think that's enough Jeremy on the aisle, enough film talk for now. Let's get Indeed. into the film. FDR. Jeremy, what is the FDR quickly? The FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and write a beer. Michael, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, yes, tonight, speaking of films and Oh, hey, nice. Yeah, good, yeah. good work. I didn't even put yeah. that together. Um, we're drinking from Next Door Brewing Company in Madison, Wisconsin. Smaller little venue, but this is Darth Porter. Again, continuing the American Pale Mail's Dark Hole series where we're having darker beers for these dark days of winter. Uh-huh. Now, I could not find any flavor text about this, Jeremy. I have found some. Oh, please. From nextdoorbrewing.com slash beers. Uh, this is a robust porter. Two types of chocolate malt give rise to a roast malt flavor reminiscent of dark side chocolate with a long toasted finish. This medium-bodied beer drinks smooth, features caramel and coffee aromas. 5.5% ABV, 29 IBU. All right. Do you think they got approval for the license use of that giant Darth Vader on Absolutely the, uh... not. <laughs> That's a, well, this is a pretty egregious, but... It's technically different. Yeah. Some craft breweries are notorious, or craft breweries in general, especially smaller ones, are notorious for uh, copyright infringement, I guess. You could just have, like, a beer with a big Bart Simpson on it or something, you know? Uh-huh. If, if you'll notice, Michael, on the Darth Vader helmet, or Darth Porter helmet, is the uh, next door logo. Yes, I did see that. In any case, let's crack this open. Now, Jeremy... I just had to pull up the Wikipedia for Porter. Because we haven't had a Porter on this show in a long time. It's been a hot second. Uh, another good reason to do this series, but mm -hmm. I'll just. This is even in the first paragraph before all the uh, subcategories on the Wikipedia, but I'll just read this. The history and development of stout and Porter type beers are intertwined. 
The name stout used for a dark beer is believed to have come about because strong porters were marketed under such names as extra porter, double porter, and stout porter. Hmm. The term stout porter was just shortened to stout later. For example, Guinness Extra Stout was originally called Extra Superior Porter. Uh, even today, there are not many distinctions between stouts and porters, and the terms are used by different breweries almost interchangeably to describe dark ales. And the two styles have more in common than in distinction. So I believe it. Unless you're getting to like a true like English porter or something like that, I think primarily here in America that that line is going to be pretty blurred. Pretty tenuous. Yeah. It's one of those things that I read and then have to revisit later, especially when I don't have the style that much. But for myself and for the audience at home, I thought I'd shoot that blurb out. Uh, pretty dark. It's dark, be- it's dark beer, Michael. Yeah. You know, I can actually see through it. It's a very dark brown as opposed to a black, I guess you could say. Um, holding it up to the light, I can... Red-based brown? Yeah. Um, give it a little sniffer. It's roasty. Yeah. Smelling some of... A little, yeah, grain on there, too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and go in, Jeremy, if you haven't already. I will. They recommend a pint glass. I'm using a pint glass, so... I'm using a stout glass. Oh. And, oh, man. That's pretty good. Hmm. I'm enjoying that. Hmm. Oh. It has a really interesting... Uh-huh. Pop at the end. I don't know if that was just a. We'll see if that persists. But I like that. It's like almost a refreshing flavor at the end. So in my mind, that's what separates the porter and the stout. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if there's any way to like categorize that or quantify mm-hmm. it. But it's just got that dry roast at the end, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I always picture porters as more bitter. Yeah. More hop bitter and a little more roast bitter than a stout. But you know, I know it's gonna vary, but. Yeah, drier is a good way to say it. And this one is pretty dry. Fairly dry, yeah. Which is kind of nice, because as we talked about last week with milk stouts, uh-huh. if you have sweetness in there, it can get very cloying. But so far, so good with this one. Mm-hmm. So the beer mentioned the, uh, what was the, what was on that flavor text there that I had said just those Two chocolate malts, ago. was it? Two chocolate malts. Finish, drinks smooth and features caramel and coffee. A long toasted finish. That's what I was thinking of. I knew there was something about a finish in there. It does have a long toasted finish, which is enjoyable. Uh, you know, sometimes that roast finish can get yucky. Ashy. Yep. Like that time we used too much of that 200 Lova Bond thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I So this has a really good... Uh, chocolatey, caramelly, candy-ish flavor in the front. Mm-hmm. You've said that the end, the finish is really nice. The middle is a little weird, which is unusual yeah. because very rarely do I ever feel that anything is different in the middle, especially on a dark beer. Maybe a, on like a saison or something super yeasty. It has a weird transition between those two. It's it a little flat, I guess. Not not flat in the like carbonation, but the flavor just kind of falls off before coming back in at the end. It just kind of mutates. Yeah, it does. Exposed to the ooze. Was Star Wars nominated for anything? Uh, probably... Oh, here we go. A special effects, I was saying. Score, sound editing, and yeah. visual effects, yeah. But the original Star Wars, didn't that win quite a few Oscars? The original? Yeah. Ah. Uh... Hmm. Like for, uh, primarily for... Like effects and the, stuff? The technical stuff, because it, it was a sure. monumental... Uh... Absolutely. Um, I have no clue. We're doing uh, Oscars pub trivia here in a Ooh. 
shortly before the uh, the ceremony, and I need to uh, get on the horse and start looking at some Wikipedia pages, because seventy seven was when Star Wars came out. It won. It won um, six. Jeez, really? Academy Awards, yeah. Again, mainly in uh, you know costume design, art direction, film editing, original score, sound, visual effects. But yeah. Yeah, so what do you like or dislike about this? <laughs> yeah, back to the beer. Sorry about that. That was a Yeah, we're losing it this episode. Um We are. Hmm. I this is one of the weird things where and I think this is why I don't have porters often is because I'm just not crazy over the style. But I mean this one's there's I don't have a lot bad to say about it. Maybe uh-huh. now that I drink it more, there is some of that roast character that's starting to linger a little too long. A little bit of ashiness, but it's not overbearing at this point it's mm-hmm. still tolerable and maybe the fact that there's not much to say speaks a little bit to this beer i don't know what what are you what would you say to the that question i would say that coming back to this beer is kind of like mvp coming back in 2020 <laughs> yeah, the, the wrestler yes the wrestler dressed in black panther gear for some reason mm-hmm. yeah. but it's you're just like oh hey haven't had that in a while mm-hmm. and then it's just like Oh yeah, it's MVP. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. It right. is what I it pulled, is. I, I pulled. I pulled that one together. Yeah. Um. I do like the dryness of it. I do. Mm-hmm. So, what other dark beers have we had so far? We had the uh, the co- the milk stout. Yeah, the milkman. The that English town. Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Oh yeah. So we had the we had the Newcastle. We had the uh, Shell Brewing Company Bach. That's what it was. Is it? Is that kind of akin to this? I think the Bach was a little bit lighter. Yes. I but as far as like just... just like the overall like uh this is Well didn't you hate I the hated Bach? that, but yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um well how about we uh finish up these rambling thoughts? In the rating. Michael in the rating. Yeah. You go first because you seem to know what you're going to do. <sighs> I I wish that were true. Um okay. let me take a sip of judgment. Well then I will go for it. Oh, please. Um, I'm wondering if this is stuck in a transitional period in temperature. I think it's getting better or worse with warmth. So I think that if it was a little bit warmer than even what it is now, having it, you know, been out for a while, mm-hmm. that more of the chocolate and the caramel would come through. Mm. When it's colder, the coffee comes through. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can see that. And so I'm wondering if there's like a a perfect serving temperature for a porter in general, or more specifically, this porter. Considering there, well, it does here on the can say serve at 40 to 45 degrees. Okay, so we're probably past that. Warmer? Well, maybe not. I think I don't we know. might be right in there at this point, but I think you're right. I think you're right as it gets warmer, the flavor does change a little bit. I think it's fine. The question I have for you, Michael, is what is the last porter you remember being like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And not an adjunct porter. Right. I'm waggling my finger for emphasis. <laughs> I don't think... Just porter. I don't think there is one. Do you have one? I mean, you. I would trust you would have one. Yes, it's the founder's porter. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Which is unfortunate, because I can't buy their beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I think this beer is perfectly fine. Yes. I think it does a lot of things well, but it doesn't do any of them exceptionally. It just is sort of there. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, we kind of had similar feelings with the Milkman. You know, I think we both like the Milkman a little more than just being there. Okay. We gave it 
over a four. Both I gave it a four. Oh, okay. You gave it a four point two five. I feel like that one had more staying power. Yeah, there was a little more unique qualities to that. Um, although it was more of a traditional style beer, like this one is. There wasn't. It didn't go too crazy with the lactose adjunct. It was pretty well balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this one, it's it's perfectly fine. I'm giving it a three point two five. Okay. My uh, my wishes for it be just a little bit more coffee, maybe a little bit more. Maybe if they like kicked it up to like a six percent. Yeah. And it had a little bit more warmth or a little yeah. bit more snap to it. It needs a, like a hook to like drive mm-hmm. the point home. It's kind of like you said. It's just kind of there, much like the. Much like Montel Vontavius Porter, <laughs> yes. whose last name is, in fact, Porter. Yes, MVP uh, Montel. Yeah. <laughs> we named a beer Montel Vontavius Porter. <laughs> um, that's true. It had ginger in it, which would have been a solid hook for this beer. So this was just there, much like the Darth Vader on this can is just there. It's like, what? It's, okay. It serves no purpose. Yeah, okay. That's Darth Vader. Sure This is, is a Porter. Uh both those things I don't disagree with, but at the same time, I'm not, as we say, climbing up on the widow's watch and raving about it. Um, Speaking of widow's watch, Michael. <laughs> what on earth could I have uh, triggered by saying that? But do go on. I wish The Lighthouse was nominated for more things. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love right. that movie. It's insane. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a movie. Did it get nominated for anything? A cinematography. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Continue. Um, let me take a SOJ two. I'm almost at the end anyway. SOJ two, the SOJ inning. Yeah, I'm not as um, hype about it as I was at the beginning. In fact, it's kind of fallen off a, a little bit, but not to a completely detrimental degree. I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. We're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, I think so. But, Michael, that's another one down the gullet. How about you tell the fine people where they can find us at, should they feel so inclined? Indeed. Uh, you can check us out in a variety of places. On Twitter at APMPod, at Facebook.com slash APMPod. Email us directly, APMPod at gmail.com. Find us on Untapped, where host emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thanks, Mike. He also probably likes Star Wars more than we do. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> he probably does. I wonder, I wonder what he thinks of the new one. Mike, write in and let tell us what you thought about the new one. I haven't seen it, and I don't plan on seeing yeah, it. Yeah, so we need an official APM Pod opinion. We do need we we need we need a uh, yeah what what you said. Yes. Anyway, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But I will leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.